We all want more freedom, and a lot of us work hard now in the hope we'll feel free later. What if there was another way? A way to feel happier, more free, and confident to get better results right now. Welcome to Your Freedom Unlimited, where we share practical stories and strategies to help you show up authentically, drop your fears, and take inspired action on what matters most to you. I'm your host, Jen Ramsey. As a coach with a love for metaphysics, science, spirituality, and strategies that get results, I'll help you step away from self-doubt and create a powerful new story for your life, business, or career. Join me. Hi everyone, Jen Ramsey here with another episode of Freedom Unlimited and this week I am very excited to be welcoming another amazing guest to our show, the wonderful Julie Tengdahl. Julie is an icon of the Australian fashion industry. She is one of Australia's preeminent fashion designers and she established her business in 1986 in Brisbane and Queensland in Australia. And she has won multiple awards over many years for design, fashion and fashion construction. And the beautiful thing is, is that Julie has a very unique way of telling her story through her textiles, through her designing and producing beautiful handmade garments that women love to wear. And in fact, I'm wearing one of, beautiful, one of Julie's beautiful neck scarves today. Julie is also married. She's a very devoted mother of three and she loves travel, personal expansion and adventure. So Julie, I just wanted to thank you so much for being part of Freedom Unlimited and to be sharing your time with us today. Thank you. No, thank you, Jen. It's a pleasure to be asked actually. Oh, well, you were definitely, certainly someone on my list, Julie. You're such a great friend. And um, you also, for me, really, you uh, live the Freedom Unlimited lifestyle when I think about when I think about your approach to life, your approach to your business. And um, so I'm just really excited to to talk with you today and to share some of what your what you feel life is all about and some of your experiences. So maybe we should go straight there. If you could just tell us a little bit about your backstory, where you've come, you know, how you, the, your calling for fashion and um, and how your life has unfolded. So if you could, we might just start there if that's okay. You know, it, it's interesting. So what I felt like when I was young, like I had, I was from a quite a poor family, but there was this desire to, it was beauty. I loved looking at beautiful things. So I think I sort of started evolving from, when I was young to appreciate space, beauty, freedom from the very poor things that I had at home. And that led me into just, you know, looking at fashion and design and and also the discipline of um, what design is. You know, it's it's about surrendering to space and appreciating, I said, that beauty. Wow. I love that term you've used around design surrendering to space could you just share with us a bit more what you what you mean when you say that it's such a beautiful term and surrender is something that's part of the part of actually gaining freedom so i'd love to hear you share a bit more about that well i sort of use the analogy of a wheel and it's the spokes that hold the wheel up but it's a space that allows the wheel to move mm -hmm. so when i talk about space is is space to appreciate and stand back to see something gorgeous, you know, a beautiful tree or, you know, I'm just looking at your gorgeous um, bunch of flowers. Yeah, so clutter is what sometimes clutters our mind and so it's unravelling the clutter and, and, and changing the subject completely but, you know, what's happening in the world at the moment is, is about clutter. Mm. It is a cluttered you know, we're travelling probably maybe too much for Mother Earth to absorb all the pollution and and maybe this decluttering and silence and moving back into the home has, you know, enabled, you know, it's a Mother Earth to actually heal her, heal the clutter, heal the, the pollution. I love it. You're exactly right. And to have some space back, so this whole... It's this whole notion of spaciousness, isn't it? And I think you're right with this COVID-19 pandemic, it's sort of, it's caused us all to have this big pause, this all, this, this, this 
we're really in a in a pausing zone and and what we do with that time well, it's up to us but as you say it's about coming back into the home and and coming to a quieter space definitely mm. and it's really interesting and the notion of spaciousness when we talk about things like meditation and when we talk about I guess when I talk about freedom and the notion of feeling free it is in many ways this gorgeous concept of having the space to breathe having the space to be yourself having the space to just to as you say to appreciate things so wow yeah. what a what a, we've, we've 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 jumped straight in <laughs> as we always do oh my goodness but you know when you talk about freedom it is space and freedom to me is nearly a similar word and mm. um, and and i've been writing that down a lot when when it first happened that we had to, I had to close my business. I had to shut my workroom. There was a lot of anxiety um, mm. around me, and I remember writing in my diary, like I need to have the discipline to choose how I want to see this. You know, is it going to be a gift, or am I going to sabotage myself and and stay in a state of stress and mm. radiate that to my staff? Mm. But I had to be a leader and take the call and you know tell my staff it's we are going to come out of this better stronger um by having this what you said the pause you know mm. um and that's what i did i wrote down it was the freedom to choose the way i wanted to um see this pandemic and and for me personally i'm trying to choose to see it as a gift of resting time i've been able to rethink about my business um you and i spoke about this in the beginning of the year and we said vision and video i didn't i didn't quite understand video would be in this format like there was that was going to be about video about you know video about my business uh, you know showing more video about clothes and movement but the reality is it's video about us connecting to all to people all around the world absolutely and that has given us the vision of there's a lot of amazing people out there doing things um in their own little environment that we have the opportunity through podcasts to experience those people absolutely no you're so right and you're absolutely right and i what you've just you've given us so many beautiful jewels in there but i think the key one is and i've been talking about this myself during this whole pandemic time is the key thing here is about choosing your perspective it yes. could have been really easy to jump off into fear to swim we were, we literally were in a fear soup you know you look at social media um mainstream media discussions with potentially with friends with family mm -hmm. Everyone could, you know, everyone was quite deeply in it. And I was like you, I was like, okay, this is about this is about choosing your perspective. And this is ultimately is when I'm talking about living the freedom unlimited lifestyle, when I'm talking about this notion of true freedom for ourselves, it is actually understanding that we've got this choice to choose our perspective in every moment. Mm. And wow, didn't this pandemic give us a chance to, <laughs> to choose our perspective? <laughs> it is, but you know. It takes great discipline to have that mm. choice because if we don't have the discipline to make that decision in our mind, we can go off on that journey into fear and destruct, you know, mental destruction. Absolutely. And, and you know, we're obviously in a beautiful position, and it's your view on life. Once we have, you know, food on our table and you know a quiet space that allows us to have that freedom. Um, a lot of people aren't choosing to do that. Um, they're, they're still cluttering. They're That's still it. Cluttering, you know, and the answers mm. always lie within. Um, they sure do. They sure do. And it's finding the spaciousness within yourself, yeah, to be able to do that. So, no, so beautiful, so beautiful. So just coming back then to your your decision so this clearly this idea of des, you know design spaciousness beauty has been with you your whole life but if we could just come back to just give us a little bit of a snapshot um, of your decision to move into fashion and what your journey was with that because um, I think you rattle the cage a lot in terms of people's perceptions of fashion designer and you are you are one of Australia's 
you know, preeminent fashion designers, but you have a very different approach. And I'd just love to hear a little bit about those early years and then and then talk about how you've how you have really navigated what is a very interesting industry. Well, I think, you know, my mother was a seamstress and there was that desire, you know, and I was, you know, as a young child, you know, the youngest of five, I was the one that was at home um, being with my mother that sewed. So that was a an opportunity for me to be able to make beautiful clothes on myself and to probably view myself in a better light by wearing something that I felt lovely in. So that sort of started that love of clothing and fashion. I didn't ever realise it was going to be a career and I'd be sitting here talking to you and reflecting on my lovely career. But, yeah, that was the first original desire. I, then I started making things for people and realising that I could make um, an income from those clothes. Mm -hmm. um, I, In the background, I was decided to go and do fashion studies and got a beautiful, amazing job at Dion's sewing bridal gowns. So I've really established my career more from a sewing construction background and then I've evolved into design as just it's been an evolution of me and and also accepting that evolution that I have moved into that new space and now have people sewing for me obviously but I've chosen not to go broad and mass market my product I literally chose to stay um in the local community and and support women and make them feel mm -hmm. good about the clothing they wore. Um, I, I think I di digressed because I was like, you want me to go back to when I was younger? Um, you know, going back to, you know, doing fashion studies, there was also a greater purpose for me and it was that was to make people feel good about themselves. There, mm -hmm. there was an innate... Um, knowledge that you know i was understanding that people do speak negatively about themselves or mm. and i even notice it in the store is you know i might say oh you're looking so well oh but i'm tired and you know and it to change someone's perception for me that purpose to know you look beautiful you look really relaxed then their perception changes and they're in a state of calmness and and i can have that opportunity to to dress them and make them feel good from the inside out. Wow. You know, as within, so without. So I think getting back to your question, the original idea was always to have a purpose to make people shine or feel good. And that then evolved into my income of being in fashion and and but staying small because I also was wanting to be a mother because that also was a, a very strong passion of mine to be a homemaker. Mm. Mm. Now I can see that. I can I understand that about you so well and it, it's a beautiful, you know, you, you've, you've fully self-actualised, you know, you've got all the dimensions of your life working really beautifully and I think that that's, again, isn't that part of freedom is to feel that everything's working and everything's coming into alignment for you. But what I'm hearing you say is there was this underlying the beauty of, of, of your story is that you, from a young girl, you were able to tap into that creativity and you found that creativity and your mum created a safe space for you to show and to, to, to sew and create and create something beautiful so that people, that you could feel good for yourself and then you were able to translate that into helping other women feel great. And it seems to me that's what you've been doing your whole career and the beauty of it is, is that you are in the store and you're able to talk with women and, and you're interacting with your with your customers in such a beautiful way. It's very much, I know when I'm in your store, it's a very much and it's an uplifting and it's a fun experience. And um, and that's what we want life to be as well. I think there's a lot of, you know, fun as a part of freedom as, as well. So so you 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 sewed as a young lady, a young woman, you went to study fashion, you, you started sewing bridal gowns. There was definitely then a time when you decided it was time to strike out on your own. What was the, what was the thing that inspired you there? What was the, what what, what happened to think? What what happened in your, in your within yourself? That you went okay. Now's the time to create this business for myself. Well, I felt I'd, I'd just come back from London. I've been working in London in the industry. 
um, my husband uh, got a contract to play rugby league in Bradford and mm. we were commuting to, from the, to London and doing a lot of travelling. It enabled me, again, you know, this is the powerful um, thing about travel and, you know, we're not allowed to travel at the moment, but um, the travelling gave me the expansion of not just being a young girl in Brisbane, the expansion mm. of a, a bigger self and a bigger world. And I could see at that point there was a market moving into women are going into career careers and enabling them to have careers and families. So they were wanting garments to support that change into the workforce. And that's where I felt like there was a market. So I came back from London to realise I want to do career wear for women and support women going into Korea because you know we're coming from an age and my sister's coming from an age that worked in the bank um and they had to as soon as they got married they had to leave at 22 there was this huge uh, gap and now it feels like how did that actually happen but, um, women had to leave their jobs after they got married it happened in the airlines um now that just doesn't feel real at all but uh, you know women had the were moving into that freedom it was after the you know it was the revolution of the 70s and 80s and and i was there to to support women in korea in their career by by putting clothing on them to make them feel powerful and strong to you know get out on the day and um and shine and shine. Wow. Now we've known each other quite a while and I hadn't asked ever asked you that that question before. So I'm just like, what a what a fantastic thing you did for women. Because you're right. I mean, it was and the 70s and 80s, that was there was these were times when when women were doing things, and it is a bit sort of seems almost bizarre to think back to that state, that time, because it's so normal for women to be in, in the workplace and in the mainstream workplace now. But you're right, so you really help with that transition. And again, it's this theme of your creativity and helping women to feel good and within themselves as they're striking out in quite new frontiers. So, wow, that's what a what a great impetus for that business. Teasing that out of me because you know a lot of those memories stay dormant, and mm. even when you ask me, I, like I have to, it's like it goes into a cavity of the mind, and I'm sure you know, women of my age would understand that. It goes into a cavity and, you know, I'm just so in the day-to-day that I actually forget how far I've come mm. from that path. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm actually have a, a feeling proud of myself sometimes <laughs> to, to think, wow, I have come a long way from that young girl in the suburbs. And um, But, you know, this, what women are doing now are, I'm in awe, you know, but even explaining to my daughters about those transitions that women have just broken so many grounds. I mean, we were talking about breaking the ceiling back then. That's that's shattered. Now we're moving into a new paradigm of the matriarch, the women, mm. women actually being the leaders and equal and, you know, we're in this and our, you know, the women around us are in this incredible movement. I've got goosebumps even saying that to you, that um, that's what's exciting me. Absolutely. And, look, I've, got, I've had a lot of goosebumps, you know, listening to you speak as we've, as we've been talking because it is exciting. And, I mean, this is the next sort of level of freedom within ourselves. And, um, you know, there has been this unleashing, this women moving moving out from the home into the workplace, as you've said, in those very important years, you helping them and then then really feeling, stepping more into our strength. And I think when we talk about sometimes, and, and this is something I've been thinking about recently, is when we, when we think about love and the perspective of love and what it means to be a woman and, and the love that we can put into the world, mm -hmm. there's can be a bit of sort of, in my mind, I was probably a little bit sort of, oh, the fluffiness of love, but I've really been contemplating and thinking about the the strength that 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 love also indicates, and the and that love also the strength that's a part of love. It's not all fluffy and clouds. It's actually there's a very strong inner, very you know very strong inner diamond core that is part of love as well. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, 
love has got so many different dimensions and, mm. you know, the love we have for our pets, for our children, for our parents. It, but if we don't have a core of that love and support that we have really from parenting way back and that survival, it, it's it's hard for that rose to bloom. Mm. So, you know, it's important to, and this is the importance of meditation, if we did go through trauma and adversity in our young days, and I'm sure most people have because that's how you get growth, we, we that the trauma does give us the chance to grow and that's the evolution of love i you know from from trauma and from that that, yeah yeah. It's, yes i don't know if i've answered mm. that correctly no no you have i think you have because you've spoken about yeah mm. sorry go on no i think it has to have caught and it starts in the base you know of childhood and and you know, I'm going to regress here. The importance of parenting, and 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 not parenting even children, but parenting the people around us to support them, to support the core, um, so they can see things from from the heart, from a higher love, mm. rather than we. It, it's the attachment to the fluffiness of love is the problem. You know what I find causes um, grief. It's the non-attachment and just loving and not judging anyone, really. That's the, but that has to come from a higher perspective, not a survival perspective, because in the survival is you still the ego's talking. That's um, so true. And and that's that's where my um, journey has led me through spirituality, and I've been on that journey, you know, for over twenty years. And I think it's an evolution of it's not so much my business is it a detachment to my business. It's this is me. Like if I lost the fashion business, I would still be happy because I've supported my inner core and I've got a great support team around me. That's something that takes time. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, so. I want to delve into that. No, that's really good. I, want to, I absolutely want to delve into that. But before we do, I just want to come back. And, yes, you're right, it's that. And that's we've sort of circled around that. You did answer my question beautifully in terms of that. I was talking about strength and you mentioned trauma and through trauma as we go through that because everyone, we do all, we have all experienced things. It's part of the human being on the earth plane, part of the human existence. and But it's how we come through that and how we reflect on that in our lives. And, again, it's that sort of that choice of perspective. But you're right, we all go grow through those things and then we can come into the, and you and I have talked a lot about the path of the heart and really coming to to know that. Um, but let's go back now into, I'd love to, so we, you know, you're, you're, you've, you have, you've been creating the career wear for women. Um, this is about the time that you've just mentioned that you had a real breakthrough in your spirituality because that was what I'm, what part of this, my purpose in terms of speaking with you today is to understand where that change happened because, and I, I talk about, as we live our lives, we, we can be asleep and then suddenly we can move into more of an awakened state in our lives. And some people call that the spiritual awakening or, or an awareness of that spiritual dimension of our lives. And I'm just curious to know, where did that happen for you? What was the, was it, was it someone who came into your life? What was the breakthrough that sort of, you know, that opened the door for you to that next dimension of your life or the next, that, that which, which has created freedom in your life? I, yeah, like great question. <laughs> I mean, I'm li I'm, what I'm listening to as you're asking the question is my mind's going, you know, there's a lot of doors that open for me, you know, like it, it, sometimes I'm thinking, well, there's not just one door, there was multiple doors. But, you know, going back to, you know, when I was designing these clothes for career women and the brand was, you know, developing in um, a few stores and I, I had a partner working with me at the time and that I think when you the first moment I had to um it was it was surrender because I just had my second child and I was struggling um maintaining the business and my ultimate purpose was to be a good mother that's my true purpose so I was feeling the pull between um career and motherhood 
So mm. there was that point of time where I said to my partner, I don't, I don't know if this is what I want anymore. I want to be staying at home. And the partnership split up. And as it was, by the letting go of thinking I was more, I was the business and the business was my identity, when I finally let go of my identity, and I hope I'm, <laughs> I'm saying the right things, but when I let go of that identity, I realised, no, I, I can have a family and I can run this business. I just have to run it in a different way. So I let go of that partnership and, and, and had the strength, and this is that inner strength that we have, to, to, to have my own brand. And that was when Tendale as the brand started. And I have to thank my second child for that because she gave me the strength as a, a newborn baby because I would talk to her, go, what am I doing here? And I'd look in, look into her eyes and, um, oh. and that was the, the impetus to go, well, yeah, I can do this. I, I can do this on my own. I don't have to be, you know, producing for the world. I can just be having a, a career at home with the store and run my family and 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 that's really where I've sat in the market. It, it's humility of letting go of having to be hugely successful. It's it's just having the humility to stay in your own genre and love mm. what you do. And and from a state of joy because I realized I wasn't in a state of joy by this constant expansion and the pressure. And um, it was causing me anxiety and that's, you know, and that's where that was the decision to, to stay small, open my own business and, you know, have that motherhood and the business and keep it small and local. I, I love it. But, I mean, listen to that. that you, but you truly stepped into your own freedom at that point, didn't you? I that mean, was you were, That literally was opening. I, I was... I mentioning it to my husband at the time. I said I'm feeling trapped, yeah. and and you know, and gave him the analogy. I'm in the cage, and now it's a very common analogy. He said that the door is always open. You, oh. you are you're you are sabotaging yourself. You can do whatever you want. You're holding yourself back, and until he realised that, until he, until I realised that. When he said that, I just went, that's right, the door is open. I can create my own destiny. I'm, I don't have to respond to what the norms are or the pressure of what being a career woman is, you know, that you have to be doing everything. And, um, yeah, so that, that was, that again, that breakthrough of the freedom to wow. pass. Yeah. Let's just take a pause and say an amen to that. Like that, what a great story! And again, mm -hmm. I've known you for quite a while. We haven't. We've never really got into that. So, and what? A, but you're exactly right. It was freedom from what society or what you felt yes. you should do, and you know, you know that hot and that beautiful gift that your husband gave you in terms of lo looking at this from another perspective. You can open the door at any time, and um, that this analogy of opening the door to your own jail cell, it seems like a really strong analogy. But um, it's something that I'm noticing is actually coming up in um, in coaching conversations I'm having with clients is exactly this. And it is, it's about what's the box that we put ourselves in, what's, what's the place that we put ourselves in that we no longer need to be in and what's the action that we need to take to actually move aside and to complete something create something completely new, but something that is so much more um, heart-based, but so much more, so much more freeing for yourself. What I mean, what a fantastic thing you did for yourself. And yeah. and that your daughter did for you in terms of here she is appearing as this beautiful newborn and showing you a whole new world of possibilities that you didn't think were were available to you. Yeah. And that, and you know that's again a certain birth and rebirth. Yeah. So that you know, it's not a ch child that does. It's we actually rebirthing ourselves. That's it. And and I feel like <laughs> I feel like I've had so many rebirths because you know I'm constantly looking at you know shedding the skin of what doesn't serve me. You know, one mm. of my collections was called Ectasis, 
And, you know, that was probably what put me on a pedestal of the story I was telling because I was moving into, you know, turning 50 and I just felt like I, it wasn't a downward motion for me, it was an upward motion and the ecstasis, um, which was a snake skin that I expanded onto textiles, it literally that I was letting go of what didn't serve me anymore to be a better me. And mm. I think we do that daily on a cellular level, but we, we don't give ourselves the gift, ourselves as in C-E-L-L-S, mm. cells as well, the gift to keep shedding and and letting it die and rebirthing and letting, you know. But everyone's got a different ego, or not a, a different, um, just trying to think of the word, things that hold them back. We, we've all got, you know, different scenarios. Um, for, for me, you know, it was letting my ego rest and mm-hmm. and allowing myself the freedom to surrender to the moment and surrender to not being the success that I put myself under or, or I wanted to be successful. But the reality is every day we're successful. Well, I was going to say, are you not successful? You are. You've won multiple awards. You know, if we look at, and this is about success in the world view versus what's the success that we really feel with inside ourselves. And and I think, and that's actually one of the reasons that I wanted to put this podcast together. It's about redefining what success is and redefining ourselves so that we can live a happier much more free, much more confident life. And it mean it might mean we don't necessarily comply with, with the worldview of things. But I think that worldview is actually changing pretty rapidly. Um, but it's about what does success mean on our terms? What does success look like for us? And, you know, for many of us, and it depends where you've come from and what experience you're having, success could have been for you today, wherever you're listening to this, could have been getting out of bed and, um, and starting yeah. your day. You know, it depends where you're at in your life. And that, to me, is successful. You know, that is successful. Getting up, break, you know, seeing seeing the day for what it is and, um, and, and you're kissing the day and, and starting that day afresh. So that can be success. It doesn't have to be this, this thing, this worldview of what success is. And, and you're right, there's a humility, there's a surrender. But if, if I was to ask you, on balance, if you had gone big versus as you've said stayed small I don't think you're that small um but if you'd gone that down that other path how do you think you would you would be feeling today oh I, I think I would have lost the business for sure mm. because the ergo, the the algorithm of you know you've either got to be huge which is run by the top two percent of fashion moguls or you've got to be small. I was moving into the genre of the medium and I, I think I'm the only one that's still in business in that 30 years. So now I've defined my success as being in a way a phoenix that I'm still here and I still vibrant and I still love it. There's a lot of people that in my industry that I grew up with that aren't, you know, they don't exist anymore. They've, you know, moved into too fast, too soon, and our market couldn't cope with cope with that. Um, the, the, the the amount of clothing they were producing versus the demand. That's so, it. And and this is the beautiful thing that's having a website and social media allowed for me. It was it gave me a voice in a small end of the market to allow people that didn't know me to see my brand. Um, and that that's the beautiful thing about the social media. There's also the other side of social media, the pressure to keep, you know, the face up. Mm. But I need to be, for me, I'm always really mindful. You know, there was a changing, a digressing again, there was in this period I was, the pressure was on me to keep posting um, my product in social media while the virus was at its darkest point and I literally had this pullback and I just went to all my staff because staff and clients were going why aren't you posting and I just said for me this is not the right divine time 
This is a time for rest and regrouping and re renewing and re-looking at the business. I didn't want to, again, keep the clutter when people were dying and mm. when we just stay within. So I made a point, made a decision and just, and now I'm just starting to start talking because I felt it was a time to listen mm. and not to talk. And today was is my first... You, thank you, Jen, for letting me come out of my hibernation because I literally have been hibernating for over a month. Well, it's <laughs> so my ready to talk about my journey, but it was about listening and, and shutting down the doors, closing down, going within and and resting. But, um, but you know, as I said, things are looking great here in Brisbane and Australia. We listen to you know, our, our authorities and, and now it's time to get get the business going and start, you know, being a part of the community again. Rebirthing. Another rebirth, Julie yeah. Tindall. It's Another good. rebirth. That's it. But I think you really, what you've yeah. highlighted then again there is your intense ability to listen to yourself and, and you know, you made a decision to really see this time as a time for rest and recuperation and rebirthing and I imagine there's probably some very beautiful creations and some a lot of creativity that's going to come out of you from this time um, because you've given yourself this time to to be calm and to I would also say to you you're you've not doing things because you should and rather than you're waiting to be inspired to do things and this is such a powerful way to to live life this is really is the new approach to life this is about listening deeply being calm, coming back into your own space. And it seems to me, though, you have listened, you've been able to listen to your inner voice all through your career, all these quite defining moments. You've actually stepped back, taken a breath, listened, then said, okay, what is it that I really need for me right now? So there's so much, so much power in that. Um, one of the things that I, I am keen to talk with you about is you, and you mentioned earlier, your movement, you know, you, you went from your love of sewing and construction into the design, and I know you do design, I'm wearing one of them today, your beautiful textiles. Could you share with us what happened, what allowed you to open that door to your next level of creativity? I'd be, was there something again that happened or was it again listening to your inner knowing? What happened there? It was a bit of an inner knowing because I was going through a bit of an emotional transition and that's, you know, moving into my 50s, like what, what does that look like for a woman? And, you know, there was also that downside to, you know, you're done, which is the opposite. So it was one of my, one of my close girlfriends who was working in India, she said, Julie, this is about a rebirth and you need to come to India. And I, I was like, oh, I, that was such a new place because I'd done a lot of travelling through Europe and, India was a new genre or a new frontier for me. But as it was, it it allowed me to open up my spirituality and, and now there's a love that I, I'm sure I'll be able to go back and um, to, to the places that I love for, for spiritual growth. So India gave me that um, through, and I, I suppose I can talk about through meditation and, and chakra, you mm -hmm. know, um, chakra energy. Mm -hmm. That allowed me to move this creativity from the base to bring it down, to create something and, and allow those um, beautiful visions to come in. So I started creating stories about my journey through India. One was called Amor Fati um, and that was about moving, going on a journey on your own and, and actually supporting yourself and being okay with your personal journey mm. and so, so I, I did a collection around the desert about you know walking walking on the path that's um that no one else has walked on and that's our personal spiritual path I mean we're all walking our own path it might be the same mountain but we've all got a different way of getting there whether we're running up or whether we're a mandarin or we have to gift ourselves that path to do it in our own way that gets back to that word freedom again the freedom of non-judgment mm. of ourselves 
and non-judgment of our peers to walk our own path. And I tell my children often, it's like, you be you. When, when they're like, you come and do this with me and I go, no, you be you. I want to do this. <laughs> you can do that. So, you know, that's important to give that person the personal freedom to follow their own path and listen to their own personal guidance on what we're here for. So, you know, the stories are there and I'm through meditation and it's, it's, they come through now. And How beautiful. feel really, I don't want to sound cliche because everyone's meditating now, but it, it's, it does give you that power to listen to the inner voice, you know, view the viewer. Absolutely. It, look, it absolutely does. And I'm a huge, like you, I'm a huge proponent of meditation and I do it daily. And I agree with you. This is where the inspiration drops in. And, you know, this is where the connection with the divine comes in. And we can, and, and this is the difference in life, I think, that we can sort of struggle and effort and focus on trying to work work uh, an issue through or create a design or do whatever it is or to solve a problem in sort of in our sort of physical three dimensions or we can open up to that opportunity of the the greater consciousness the greater reality that's out there that's really i mean i believe is just waiting to with bated breath to drop inspiration into us if we're open and yeah, it's, it's giving the doorway yeah opening the door yeah and it, and that gets back to that word freedom and space mm. That's it. Of giving ourselves the freedom of space and time. This is what the meditation does, allows that, you know, to come through. But And also when it comes to us, we do have that opportunity to radiate that energy mm. for others to feel it and for them to feel a, uh, um, a beautiful quietness in your space. And, you know, we've all experienced that with, spiritual leaders or people that really we want to be around it's it's you know be the person you want to be around that's exactly right. that's exactly right but you're right it's that and it's the spaciousness that the meditation allows it's the quiet it's back to this notion of the rest and the quiet space you know we've we've had through this COVID-19 pandemic this it's time to go into the spaciousness I mean it's been a global retreat in many ways if you want to view it that way and it's that spaciousness and that quiet, provided we choose that. And that's the benefit and the beauty of the meditation because we can go there every day, twice a day, as much as we like to come and find that space. So how beautiful that your designs came through. So it was when you had your your journey to India, that real journey into that absolute frontier of spirituality. I mean, India is so intense. that She's got so many dimensions, but you're able to as you said, go in and find your path and your way through. And from that beautiful journey, you have been gifted so much and your designs just, I, I know every collection now, just I'm always excited to see what's the new story, what's what's come through. And um, it would be lovely to see your collections. I've just had an idea come through. It would be lovely to see your collections documented in a book in some way and these journeys yep. and your stories. I, yeah, I, I feel like there's a book there somewhere. I and, and, definitely. Because you know, we, you know, and this is probably from my background, you know, we undersell ourselves just because of, you know, our background. Um, but I sort of like to, that's humility for me is that, mm. you know what, you don't have to tell someone that you're good. You just follow, you just be the best person you can be. That's it. You don't be. You don't need to say that to anyone. And I think, I think that's humility. That that's such a wonderful empathy that we can all have. You know, of mm. following our own path and you know, and, and and being true to that. That's right. And I think that's it. You're talking there about authenticity. If you're yeah. following your own path, and if you're truly just putting your creativity out into the world, which you're doing, and you're doing it in a way that women that we're getting to enjoy your creativity and your designs through through the through the energy of the clothes and I'd just like to talk a bit about that and you and I've talked about the frequency and we've talked yeah. a lot about emotional frequency and about what frequencies what emotions or what frequencies are carried and I'd just love to go there for a minute in terms of because this is one of the things that I notice about your clothing and when I put on things that you've created there is this incredible 
feeling of love and this this there's a there's a frequency that you're managing to communicate through your clothing that I don't feel every time when I put on other people when I put on other people's clothing. So, did you want to? Could you talk to that a little bit? Just um, share your views on that at all? I think you know. Yeah, it's hard to put into words, and and it's still we we can't quantify that at the moment. It's a feeling no. that we have, but you know our inner voice that we look at ourselves every day, what I'm trying to do with the clothing, I mean, health is number one, like number mm. one, that you have to be looking after yourself with the way we eat, the way we drink and um, be compassionate to the self. But clothing is that next layer of the way we look at ourselves in the mirror. So when mm. we put something on that's been made integrous with love as we do, you know, with our workroom everyone loves what they do and it's there's no woman that has gone through pain to produce a beautiful garment and yeah. it's sustainable and ethical so there's that certain energy of love that goes into that garment when you put that on and then view yourself in the mirror then that energy that view changes and you can view the viewer and you feel beautiful mm. and therefore you look beautiful therefore you feel beautiful so it's that out within, in without, and that's that's what we try and um, do in the store. And it's it is more difficult, you know, because online now we don't get that opportunity. We're trying to get a voice on that, and video will enable that. Mm. Is these beautiful pieces that have got this energy, and you know, and go forward ten years, I'm sure there'll be a machine that will see, you know, like look how we can look in and see a cell, how mm. a cell changes through trauma and music and, you know, so um, we we know that vibe, vibration makes us feel good and clothings that make you feel good can change the way you view yourself. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it, is, it is a hard question because we're still, it's still a new frontier about clothing and vibration. Yes, And I think it's really important for us to move to that next phase and the leaders in the fashion industry to be mindful of not overproducing at the detriment of Mother Earth and, you know, this, this consumerism that we, you know, we have. So we're talking in my end of the market is um, conscious consumerism yep. and it's it's... Yes, it's we need new clothes and we need things to wear and we need things to go to work and and we and it's beautiful to have to appreciate beauty on on a woman and men of course love looking at a woman feeling beautiful. That's because she's radiating. So I want to be a part of that movement for women and and also help them in those purchases. We don't have to keep buying. It's about being mindful of what to buy. That's it. And buying beautiful pieces that are going to last one, two, three, four, five, yeah. you know, many seasons. And and you're right, the things that you love. And I know there are things in my wardrobe that I've had over many years and I love them because of the beauty, the, you know, what has gone into their making and the, the, what they symbolise for me, but also the the energy that's in that. And I, I agree with you. I think we're on the new frontier. I think there will be technology that's going to show us the energetics. I know there's new technology that's coming through where the sound of plants is being heard for the first time. It's actually being recorded scientifically. And I think as we move forward, I think there will be a time when our clothing will actually be able to speak to us. And I think it's that intention that you're setting at the very outset of your business. You know, it's this intention you have for absolute love and absolute beauty that flows through the design, then the making, I know, and 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 that's probably something I do want to just highlight all of your garments are handmade here in Brisbane. It's a very much a very ethical, very conscious business that you run. And therefore, there are these are very specific, beautiful pieces that are made for women. And it's that 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 intention from the outset all the way through the production into the making that then allows me as a wearer today to feel that I'm wearing something very special, but to to draw something from that intention as I go about my life and, and so on. I, I just... I want to actually thank you for the gift of that. Thank it's you. A, you know, you. and, and it, it is such a gift that you give us as women and, and it's 
it's I think it's a great message to be sharing that this intentionality can come through in everything that we're doing. It's the, as you said, it's the intention of what we put into our mouths, to what we eat, to what we wear, to how we live. It's everything can become, and we can choose all of this at every time. So it's it's really, 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 really powerful. One of the things I, I wanted to ask you was we've, we've talked a lot about intentionality, about spirituality, about meditation. What is one of the things, I'm going to ask you two questions now. I'm going to ask you three. Okay. First one is, first question is what is when you're feeling perhaps low within yourself, we all we have the emotional highs mm. and lows, what is something that you do to sort of help lift yourself back up? Well, I have had a lot of ups and downs, you know, because this is what transition is in this mm. area that we're in. And I had done a lot of reading and to work out, you know, you know how to get over depression and and it's mm. not even depression sometimes it's melancholy we all have it and it and mm. as women even our hormonal fluctuates fluctuations have that issue so i'm i think when i keep talking about uh, view the viewer i've got the capacity now and this is as we move through our emotional intelligence and a higher consciousness is uh what's what's digging in to me at mm. the moment my ego is it what's causing me to gravitate at a lower level of confidence mm. i hope that's um okay to say that so i i'm viewing myself um and it can be really simple it, you know like again it, sometimes it could be a social media trigger and i go stop like that i should be doing more social media and then i go no stop for me, I've made that decision, be integrous. So it's self-talk. Yep. It's self-talk, number one. Um, number two, um, breaking the momentum of that self-talk, 15 seconds, uh, you know, and I'll even say that to staff. If they start the negative self-talk, 15 seconds, we've got to change that energy. So it's changing the way we speak and being more positive. So understanding our triggers. And the third thing is, is actually getting out into Mother Nature. So, um, and I know you've got, I've got pets. So I will, even if it's just for five minutes, even if it's just to walk around the block, change it. And and also a little, I like vibration. Mm. Uh, it's a new thing that's, it, it's a very old thing. It's called um, shaking, but it's mm -hmm. also it's it's dancing it's really dancing a, a little bit of putting some beautiful music on that and and just just moving the body and and moving that stagnation of energy sometimes the energy is stagnated in the hip region or the shoulders you know the amount of people that have had a shoulder and neck hip problems over this COVID-19 it's because the energy is stagnant and whatever they have to work through to move to a better place it, it, again it's movement absolutely and the move the cells are designed to rebirth and die that's what they're meant to do so if we don't allow them to rebirth and grow uh, it's going to affect it's going to po poison our mind um so Absolutely. yeah it's constant you know and like what you said have the amount of importance of having water and you know hydration mm. it's such you a know, huge that, yeah. yeah yeah absolutely and i agree with you and you've answered my second question there which was what when you when you're feeling like struggling you know what do you do and it's that it is that moving all those senses were beautiful and you're right the moving of the body the shaking i do the shaking meditation you know yeah. last week i was having a moment and i literally just moved into a shaking meditation just yes. for a few minutes and it made all the shaking yep. and it's not um you know for it's not about like over exercising because we need to be compassionate because our body's in a bit of stress but we do need to let that cortisol which eventually you know can be poisoning us so mm -hmm. um, it's something good that's too much of it is bad. So, yeah, it's that movement and moving into a state of joy and, and how I move into that joy will be, you know, even doing something for someone, 
the other day I knew my mother was feeling sad, so I made some bread because I know bread for her is the bread of life and she loves fresh baked bread. So it was doing something for someone else in a joy, putting joy into baking that for her and then, you know, delivering that for her pleasure. So it's actually stepping outside our own self again and doing something for someone else for their greater good and that's that we everyone's been doing that like this is mm. how the beautiful stories that we're hearing now but i don't think people were we were getting we were getting self absorbed that's it and this is again it's the rebalance of the covid-19 it's the pause it's, the rebalance it's, it's pendulum's come back hasn't it absolutely how wonderful so You've spoken about joy. What are some, what are the things, because I've got to also have a very strong belief that fun, we need fun, we need that frequency of fun, that vibration of fun in our lives. What is something that you just do for absolute fun, something that you just love to do? I'll just put on some music and start dancing in my room when no one's around. I love it. And, yeah, and just dance and, and and you know, maybe create a little um, move into a space in my mind I could be in a, a beautiful island. It's it's dreaming. It's mm. it's dreaming about something that brings joy into my life. So if I'm feeling energetic, it will be dancing. If I'm feeling like I need to relax, it will go into a meditation state of 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 joy. Uh, you know, maybe thinking about someone I love, um, a beautiful holiday I've had a feeling of gratitude of, you know, I said, I even said to my daughter the other day, you know, she was having a little bit of a low point because she's living in Melbourne on her own. And I just said, just write down five things uh, to be joyful and grat and show gratitude. And we worked through that together. It was, you know, she just washed her sheets and um, she was grateful that she was working and, um, she was healthy and she had food on the table. So, you know, really back to basic fundamentals, um, you know, everyone has their financial issues, but if, if we can just go back to the moment of the now and that, you know, and then be joyful of, you know, it might be reading something like I've been reading a lot of Eckhart Tolle at the moment and, He's just such a lovely person to bring back into the now. So it might be just going back and having a paragraph of one of his books just to a little bit of a reality snap of, you know, how grateful we are. Yeah, wonderful. And you've, you've actually answered my last question, but, but you may want to add to it, which is if someone listening to this is feeling down at the moment, is feeling that they are in a bit of a low moment, um, what would you suggest that they do? And I think... I think I think the first thing I would do is start movement. Mm -hmm. it is, I think movement to get rid of that stagnant energy and 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 think of someone that they love mm -hmm. while they're doing the movement, you know. And it could be someone past. It doesn't have to be someone alive now. And so getting out of themselves and and and, and I said creating creating a shift because. The, where they are at the moment is not they're doing the greater good for themselves. So as soon as you realise I'm not, you know, I'm sabotaging my happiness and my joy, what can I do something different? That's the question we ask the divine. Mm. And, then, and then the answer will come, oh, it might be movement or it might be go and take the dogs to walk or it might be for some people, for me, it, it's cooking as well. That brings me joy. Um not so good sometimes for the weight, but, it, you know, joy of baking and people enjoying having a muffin or a cake. It could be that for some people, definitely that's for right. women. But that's a form of creativity. You know, it's, it it's opening up. Everyone's creative. It could be going, you know, I went down to the garden the other day. You know, just it could be just toiling the soil and mm -hmm. getting into Mother Earth or... I'm giving you a lot of um, suggestions here or going out for a walk in the park. We, we all have the capacity to make a decision. And what I said earlier is that takes discipline. That's it. It's I agree. It's emotion intelligence. It's not easy and and, and I don't want to be um, preaching. Or, you know, I'm just learning from 
what I've learned from reading and my life's journey, but um, it, it's actually just creating a shift for yourself. It is. It is. You're so right. And it's getting, I think what you're talking about there is getting out of the head space, the health, self-talk, the negativity, the way things should be back into the body and to, to sort of come full circle in our conversation, back into the spaciousness of the body and, and allowing the body, as you said, to move in space, to go and cook, to, to tap back into what we love. You know, it might be others, you know, and think of someone that we love, as you've said, but also that doing something for others or doing something with our bodies. So not spending so much time up in the cerebral realms, but more into the physical realms, isn't it? And it's such sort of a powerful like, thing to do. Yeah, no, and it's all sort of going deep into why that mm. pro you're feeling those feelings, you know, going deep in, oh, that's because I'm feeling grief because of this, accepting it letting it go, surrender as though the bird is moving through the body. So, it, again, it's that surrendering to the mind and then getting into the body, you know, because a lot of that can be fear, f fear of actually shining. Absolutely. You know, we could be, again, holding ourselves back of actually having this amazing life by staying in a space of fear and, de and depression. And by, by surrendering to that, it allows us to be in a state of joy. That's right. And being aware of that, I think you're right. And you're exactly right. It's moving, understanding. And, I, and that's, that's the core of, for me, of, 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 again, why this podcast has been developed is because it's about setting ourselves free from that fear, not being afraid of it, just but looking at it working with it, seeing it, that it's not going to overwhelm us and that there can be another path forward. And as you say, it's a decision. And it's also about allowing and accepting what's happened, surrendering, allowing and accepting what's happened. I think sometimes the word surrender potential, I know years ago I had difficulty with it, what that word really meant. But now I, I understand it and I understand that it's about allowing and accepting what is, what happened in the past, what, what, has, what, what could even happen in the future, just but being back here now in the physical body rather than caught up in the realm. And as you say, it's a discipline. It's a, it's a decision that we yeah, make. It it's is. It is a it's, you've said it before. It's a choice. Mm. It's, it's, it's the choice. And, and a word that keeps coming up for me too is having that vulnerability mm. to surrender and, yeah. you know, or having that vulnerability to go, okay, I could do that better or, you know, that good self-talk you know is and that vulnerability of being able to have that self-talk to go okay well tomorrow i'll, I'll do this better that's right and, and that's okay that's yeah. it so beautiful julie i just want to really thank you so much for your time here today this hour has flown oh my god if five minutes i know we could we and i think we'll definitely do this again many things i want to talk to you about i, I wanted in the future, I think I'd like to talk to you about this, the transition of 50, over 50, what, what going beyond 50 means. But I think that's a whole other discussion we'll have another day um, here and, on the show. Listening, you know, I'm in, the, I'm in that um, area of listening to women go through these transitions because mm. mm. you know, that is, is a large part of my client base of people that have been dressing for 30 years now are in their 50s. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that would I'd love to have that conversation. Let's definitely do that at some point, at some point in the future. So, but I'm, what I'd like to do before we close, I just want to say thank you so much for your time today. And what I've what you really shared with us is the power of listening, that power of listening to yourself, that inner in a small. My mother used to call it a still small voice inside, and something that you have done so beautifully throughout your career. You've you've held true to that path, and you've possibly zigged when others have zagged and but you've mm. listened to what you've needed to really create that spaciousness around yourself and to really step into your true freedom so I just wanted to say thank you so much for your time today but I'd also like to um, invite you to share with us where if people want to find out more about you to see your beautiful clothes where how can they connect with you so we have our website and also our social media. So it's the company's called Tendal, which is my last name. Mm -hmm. And so you can get online. Our store, actually, as of next week, our stores are starting to open up and um, we're open every day. 
I've every day. Um, there's my email. You can get on to me personally from the website. I answer. I had hundreds of emails actually when I did put a letter out to say, you know, I'm going to be quiet over this time and listen and, and I'll see you on the other side. And, you know, just understanding that support that we had from so many women that um, mm. now it's ready to say we're here to support them physically but, but also being mindful of our distance with keeping the virus at bay and, mm. yeah, so on the website where I'm here. <laughs> Beautiful. And we'll have all of those details in the show notes. We'll have all those details in the show notes. So I just want to say thank you so much for your time today and for sharing so much of your heart with us and and your journey. And we'll look forward to talking again very soon. So thank, thank you. So thank much. you for asking. Namaste. It's been wonderful. Okay. We'll see you very soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Your Freedom Unlimited. If you like this show, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate and review Your Freedom Unlimited on your favourite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments or feedback, you can reach me directly at jenramsey.com. Thanks for listening. 